A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte, and you're with Stan, Rowe, and Raph on the SGP Podcast. Woo! Are you ready? Marks and Smarks. This is the Smarky Las Filipinas Podcast. Normally we would start this podcast with our standard intro, but tonight we're just feeling really upset. And Solemn voices. Yeah. Very, very solemn. Actually, there's a lot of salt. Uh, you know, there's, there's more than enough salt to go around just in this booth alone. Um, it's it's fairly obvious what we're upset about. We're upset about uh, the decision to bury Marcos in the libinga ng mga bayani and other people, and we're also upset about. <laughs> and we're As also sponsored by Google Maps. Yeah, yeah. We're also upset about the Trump victory. Um, even though it does not directly affect us. Well, it kind of does if you have family there. If you have family there, it kind of does. I have family there. You have family you there. Have family I'm there. fucked. Imagine, imagine, no, 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 wait. Imagine, imagine life as a Filipino American. You get the best of both worlds, man. There is no escape. There is no fucking escape. Barry, I'm gonna miss you. I'm really gonna miss you, black. My president is black. All three of us. Yeah. My my president is black. My Maybach is black. Maybach. Jay-Z's version is my Maybach is black. Anyway. It's annoying how uh, this, all of this has divided people. I mean, people have been divided among ever since, uh. right? It's just that this has exacerbated how divided people are, especially on, on national issues or uh, issues about, um, I don't know, world, world issues. Real world issues, like just, just immigration, and that's somewhere to start for everything. And it just sucks balls that we can't be nice human beings to each other. Yeah, well, we, we can. can, we can, we can, but... We aren't being nice human beings anymore. I think what bothers me the most is all of us are at that stage where within the next five to ten years, we're going to be starting our own families. Well, and maybe you guys. For, for the most part. And, yeah, and you love your ass. No, but the point being, if, if we were to have kids within the next five to ten years, how can you stomach it? How, how can you stomach the fact that you'll be raising them in a world where being a sexist, misogynist, racist, homophobe will get you elected into the most powerful seat in the world? Or this isn't a new thing, though. I mean, like, you know, Arab was elected. Marcus was elected. Arab sure. was vice president before. Still, he was elected. He was elected. Yeah, I mean, and, and George Bush was elected twice, mm-hmm. right? It's just you would uh, think Bush isn't terrible, by but yeah, Bush he's isn't not, terrible he's not in terrible comparison person. too. Yeah, but you would think like after all of these mistakes, nah, they, so people would have learned. People would have learned, right? But you haven't. We haven't. No, we have some. Haven't. Some of us have. Some of us are seeing the light, which is a good thing, also. But for the love of God, can I, we all just be nicer to each other now? Like I really just want that for now. For now, no. If it's, it's not. If it's, it's not. A, we can get with. It's not a terrible proposition to just be nice to each other, 
because you know. But to those who actually need to be schooled and to be scolded about this whole thing, you know, to for them to know that what they did are you know brought these consequences to all of us. I don't think there is a level of nice that works because we've been nice and tolerant for too long, and. Look, look where that got us it, it, I, It's in a way Understanding the reason Why people hate due process And things like that But Marcos got due process Yeah exactly And he's dead mm. And it's fucked up that You know The only argument We have for due process Is used For the wrong reasons Yeah For all of the wrong reasons now No you know what I, I've, been, I've been saying this To the guys all day And I, I just gotta get it out there Like uh, I can't reconcile the fact that there are people who voted for Duterte and probably even voted for Bongbong but are upset over the decision to uh, bury Marcos at the Libingan ng mga bayani. You can't reconcile the fact because you don't know how to forgive and you don't know how to, you know, at least acknowledge the fact that people can be wrong and people can change their minds and people can actually see the error of their ways. Not saying that everyone has seen the error of their ways because for sure, there are some who have not. But the fact that People who may have voted for the wrong people into office are seeing that these things are not right, and uh, you know it's not what they bargained for. It's not what they hoped for. That's one thing. That's that's something I can at least pin some sort of hope, some iota of hope on that we can all have as a foundation to help convert these friends of ours, whoever they may be, uh, into you know. Believing the same things we do No, you know what? I, I'm fine with that If, if um, the possibility is there Then they realize it But I'll say there are people Who might think that it's mutually exclusive Yeah, of course sure. And, and that's, what, that's what annoys me That there are people Who think that it's mutually exclusive Now, it's, it's totally okay But it, um, I, I guess it has to be said Someone has to remind these people that uh, Duterte was clear from the get-go. Now mm. he wanted he wanted Marcos To get a hero's burial mm. So the moment you shaded his name On that ballot you signed up for that You it, agreed with that yeah. And the Supreme Court Just made it possible Because the executive Wanted to make it happen In the first place mm-hmm. So you can't just blame The nine justices Of the Supreme sure. Court They're not solely to blame right? mm. Nanggaling yung initiative Kay, kay President eh. mm. So you know um, I, I, I just want people To think about that Before you cast All the blame On just these nine justices For example But uh, you know yeah, you're right. People should be thinking about that. But to, to rag on them all day about it is not productive at all. Because hey, it's done. It's moved. We're already here. We cannot change what just happened. You know, we can't go back in time like Barry and change what just happened. But we wouldn't want to even if we could. Yeah. Uh, the thing now is it's really just counterproductive and a waste if we just shout at people who may have seen, you know, what is wrong with the things they did? The, you know, the votes they cast. Sure, and Janae, I think we just have what we have to do now is to work harder and make sure that these people are involved in the fight as well to reverse everything that's been happening. God, I hope or make, so. Or make things better because we're like we're we're only we're not even halfway into year one. Mm. Not even halfway into year one. So and um, we're at this point of uh, anger. We are so fucked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, By the way, uh, to go to a quick explainer, because um, we didn't start out explaining everything. The re- if, if there are those listening to the podcast who don't share the same sentiments we do, as to uh, for those who don't understand why we're making such a big deal of where the former dictator was buried, 
the late president was buried. Yeah, it's just a plot of land, but the, that plot of land is really symbolic. And the fact that there was a decision that was reached to put him there in that particular patch of earth, it symbolizes that somewhere, someone, a lot of people have decided that what he did was not so bad. And that's just wrong. Or that what he did is entirely forgivable. And, and that's also wrong. And it's not just what he did was okay. You escalate that even further that he is on the same level as people who have sacrificed their yeah. lives so that we can enjoy the freedoms that we enjoy as Filipino citizens. It's a plot of land, but that patch of earth means so much to, you know, to everyone looking at it, to everyone looking at this particular event. And to everybody who's been arguing now, come on, guys, let's move on. Let, let me throw this counter-argument back at you. If, if you kept Marcos's body preserved in Ilocos Norte all these years, think about that. Marcos has been dead for 28 years. The Marcos has never moved on. And, and neither should we. Because in reality, what really went through the history, that is real. All the victims, that is real. Those statistics, those numbers, those are real people. And the for reason, you to deny that is a huge slap to the face and the, of everybody who yeah. went through that period in time. It's anyway, these things for everyone who apologizes for the Marcoses, these things aren't coming out of thin air. There's a reason why people feel so angry about this. I don't know if you've ever stopped to think about why the people you challenge are so mad about all of these things that uh, uh, I, I can't say allegedly because it's proven that Marcus has done them. It's it's you can't just dismiss there them is as historical though fact. as though they didn't happen because if they didn't happen we wouldn't be you know we wouldn't be on this we wouldn't be having this conversation yeah. we wouldn't be everyone would be peaceful for sure but the fact that you it know you're, you you're are all you're all it? you're all complicit in trying to hide the fact that your your idol and his descendants are terrible people and you know his descendants are complicit in the fact in, in hiding this fact it's it's just fucked up have, have you never stopped to think about that about I mean, you know I never stopped to think about how you're going about these things why people are so angry about at the Marcuses and the worst part is when the decision came out they didn't even celebrate with grace mm. like I think that's just oh, yeah, as absolutely. annoying oh fuck I mean okay naming it calling it Governor Aimee Sandro those two fucks Overzealously, no, no, no. Sandro, Sandro was pretty low key. They, to give was, him a little bit of credit. Okay, okay. Because if you really didn't know, it, it's just an emoji. Oh, uh, if it, you didn't know, if you don't know, you now you know. What it really is is you know the, the it symbolizes the number of presidents he voted for. <laughs> that and the traditional Marcus V sign. Yeah. So. Um, there's a lot of anger to go around And um, lest you castigate us For ragging on for 10 minutes About about these political issues About the country and about the world We have to remind you that uh, We're people too And we're also affected by these things And um, like, like any medium The podcast is our medium To get these sentiments out If only at the very least To let you think about these things Because that's the reason Why we started the podcast in the first place To get Filipino wrestling fans to think and th- there is a time when there are things bigger than wrestling. This is one of those times. You have to stop and think about what's actually happening in the world because this world is getting to the darkest timeline. This is the darkest timeline. This is a timeline where Biff managed to get a hold of the Almanac back in the 50s. This is the darkest timeline mm-hmm. where everything goes to shit. Mm-hmm. And it is Everything past, has gone to shit Everything has gone to shit It's because Barry ran back To save his mom 
You would think Fucking you would th- hell it would- You would think the OA is who will I am When he sang What's Wrong With The World Mama In 2002 mm. And then 14 no, years no, later Hindi siya OA It's warranted now In 2002 He was justified Because we were on the verge of war With 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 the Iraq With yeah. the Iraqs <laughs> You have to remember that that was on the verge of the longest standing Man, war in, of the United States ever. Just, 15 just, years this shit has not ended. Just a little side note. They remixed the song, right? I wish it wasn't so fucking terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> but, no, ba- back, to, back to my point. Although, although, to be fair, I enjoy playing because it's not The thing is, the thing is, just going back to this American rhetoric, you do have to realize that Donald Trump, the same guy who got stunned by fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania, I believe the verb is stunned. Stunned. Twenty three. Stunned? Yeah. stunned at twenty three. He took a stunner from Stone Cold. Is now your president? It's not funny anymore. He shaved McMahon's head. Mm-hmm. At WrestleMania 23, okay. I, I don't get what that yeah. has to do with the rest of the uh, the, the problem, Beto. And well, I'm moving on. I'm moving on. That everything that he has done henceforth is so reprehensible, and he has been bankrupt four times. He's fucked up so many lives. He's a racist. He's misogynist, and he is worse than Duterte. And he has nuclear codes that can send the world into World War Three or nuclear winter. No, I, I think yung think pinaka about that man. That's yung, yung, scary. No, I, th- I think what's most appalling and alarming is the fact that white America is still so strong. No, yeah. no, not just white America. No, white America is privileged white America. You Was would think kasi na in 2016, man. white American privileged America aren't as big of a majority or don't have as loud a voice th- uh, as they do now. Pero hindi. This, this was this white lash. Proved. This was white lash. Man. And <laughs> white lash. Anyway, uh, another thing to consider is that since we're all Filipinos, I'm pretty sure that Filipinos are the most, you know, are the are the highest number of Asians who voted for Trump. And it's not surprising because we're pretty racist as fuck. We are very fucking racist. Uh, no matter where we are, yeah, yeah, exactly. No matter where we are, we're fucking racist. We're, whether we're here or whether we're there. But if we're target, we're the first to oh, be yeah. very butthurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Huckabee, we looking at you. What? Mike Huckabee tweeted earlier what? that Donald Trump. Well, let me put it up. Let me put it up. No, okay. While you do that, Pinoy's in general. Our level of racism yep. is like that Dave Chappelle character where he was the black Ku Klux Klan member. Mm. That's us. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, I literally have uh, a family, a relative, who is for Trump because, you know, she is privileged. Uh, she is a privileged Filipino in America. And just because she has that amount of privilege, you know, apparently entitles her to a sense of apathy toward... Or ascendancy. Ascendancy toward uh, uh, working class Americans or immigrants, if you will. But does she not realize that her parents, for example, were those immigrants? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, my grandparents were not immigrants to America, but she ha- she pretty much lived the American dream. Uh, from here, small town girl uh, managed to become a doctor. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how she got there. I, I don't. I wasn't clued into that part of her life story, but you know, made it there, made it anywhere, <laughs> and yeah, ascendancy, as you said, man. It, it's really just a dark time in the world. So you know, um, 
we're not really going to apologize for no. spending the first part of this podcast no. talking about this stuff. Because again, not. you got to think. You got to think about these things. And even if you don't agree with us right now, we ask that you take some time out to to be learned, to, mm. to to learn about these issues, and wonder just why people are this appalled and this angry. Sorry, Carlos. They're anyway. on the internet, but Mike Huckabee sent out a very incredibly racist tweet about Filipina maids. Ah, right. That one. All right, right, sure. Wait, anyway, wait. Um, um, so, so many yeah. things, you know, so many things come from white people's mouths about us. Hey, it's a, with, with, all that, with all of that, with all of that being seriously, said, yeah. yeah. Uh, with all of that being said, we might as well um, finally shift gears and talk about wrestling. Yeah, but, yeah. But connect it to uh, the issues we've been talking about. So yesterday, uh, PWR wrestlers and that that made this Facebook post about uh, pretty much the the Marcus issue. And to my understanding, it might have been the first post, or at least here, it might have been the first politically charged post by a wrestler. And there's, I, I don't know, was there an attempt to make it uh, shoot? I think it was purely kayfabe. I guess, but it's it's not the first time that political affairs have been incorporated into PWR canon. Because I pulled a promo like that sometime last year. Mm-hmm. That's true. When I when I shot, uh, shot on Efshanil Jose. Yeah. Um, sadly, that, that, that not a lot wasn't of that wasn't you know that wasn't so harm. I'm, that, that was that was slightly harmless. harmless. Yeah, I guess. I guess I, uh, that promo from last year was slightly harmless. But for the for the handful of people that got it, it was revolutionary for sure. what it was. Yeah. But true. this this Andata post um, is. Probably as close as you can get to being subversive within the context of a wrestling post. I mean, for sure, uh, the man behind the mask and the man in the mask. I mean, you know, the mask man, the mask, <laughs> the mask man. character the, the, that shared the same beliefs for sure. And he just used his political beliefs as his kayfabe beliefs, which you know isn't a stretch when you think about it. But is this he uh, is the last warrior? Uh, this is something to think about. Is it time that we started using? One's political beliefs, a wrestler's political beliefs, as fodder, as material for his kayfabe character, and you know, use it as a basis for his uh, moral alignment. I say it depends. Oh. It, it's an issue because it can go both ways, oh. and it can go both ways in the wildest mm. uh, of ways, for for lack of a better term. Um, for example, if you have somebody, uh, somebody like Jericho, mm-hmm. who probably supported Donald Trump, we don't know it. Cause I say I only. Uh, inferred this yeah. and assumed based on him uh, supporting and comment ni Brooklyn Brawler mm-hmm. during his guessing on Talk is Jericho. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if he's a Republican or a Democrat or even if he's a voter because he's Canadian. Probably not. Probably not. He's, he is Canadian. He is yeah. Canadian. Yeah, so he's probably not a voter. But if, if we knew what Jericho's political leanings were, um, it could mess up how people respond to him. Yeah. Because not all Republicans are bad right. in the same way that not all Democrats are good. So, uh, yung yung political leanings mo, my shades of gray pa rin yan eh. Like, mm, I identify yeah, yeah. as left of center, sure. which is a shade of gray. Uh, but that doesn't mean uh, anybody who immediately identifies as a left of center wrestler mm. is someone I can get behind. Okay. Mm-hmm. If Roman Reigns identified as left of center, I'd still probably hate Roman Reigns. But if you use that to, you know, justify or, you know, to say things and I guess flesh out his character a little more. Like, what if he was for. For Obama, for for Bernie Sanders, if you will, uh, and you know, 
I guess added a little more depth to his character by by voicing out his political leanings. Would you still cheer? Would you still boo him? Again, that can go any of two ways. So the first way is um, I would appreciate him because it humanizes the Roman Reigns oh. character, and that's something the character sorely needs. Mm-hmm. He's very shallow, very one dimensional, very I, bland, I, very bland, very vanilla. Now, if you <laughs> add that humanizing feature to his character. Um, we'll get to understand some of his motivations But that being said uh, Wrestling at its core Still relies on simple storytelling mm-hmm. And if a character can't easily be identified As either a babyface or a heel It gets harder for, the, uh, for, for wrestling fans Who aren't as sharp up here To identify and react accordingly I feel like it's a matter of If, if political conviction is strong enough It doesn't matter what others were thinking uh, I guess who judges it Other than history, right? But if one believes strong enough and one is able to at least translate uh, s- political beliefs that are slightly more abstract into things that are more concrete, like for example, if you're for, uh, if you're against Marcus, you're obviously against injustice. You're against uh, extrajudicial killings, extra, uh, you know, plundering the country, yeah. stuff like that. That makes you a good guy, doesn't it? Of course it does. But for at the, the same time. Part, yeah, I, I mean, there are some things that are cut and dry. Mm. Like, if, if Zara Schreiber, your ex-knee Seth Rollins, uh. ended up getting called to the main roster and was a neo-Nazi in real life and in kayfabe, uh. I think everybody would boo the fuck out yeah, of her. Exactly. Huh? Well, she would be incredibly offensive at that, but that's pushing it. Exactly. No, that's an extreme kasi. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, like, that's a far oh, yeah, extreme. That's kasi a far if, extreme. if you take that example that Roe gave, na, yeah, you find EJK's reprehensible, pero you, you still believe in Duterte's change or Duterte's idea of change. Does that make you a bad guy already? No. I, I know this is me yeah, yeah. throwing the devil's advocate question at myself yeah. because I'm yes. the one who's having a hard time reconciling this. Pero, mm-hmm. And I totally realize the irony of this. But uh, these are all shades of grey. I don't know. Um, it, it's really hard to just uh, um, pinpoint w- uh, how you should cheer or boo for someone. And I guess to, to add to this point, let me share a quick story. Um, GB Labrador of Comedy Manila yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yes. visited the station today. Yeah. And he is a huge fan of making jokes of both his real life and political goings on. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so he also writes for Going Bulilit. And yep. the go- he, he shared the story to me kanina. Sabi niya, the Going Bulilit people tell him na your humor, your comedy, Referring to GB is is too high, like they Obviously. feel na hindi siya mula appeal sa masa. GB now is on on a quest to prove the ABS-CBN powers wrong. Yep. Na yung comedy it niya explains why the writing has been getting better. Actually, has yeah. it? Uh, no, I'm I, I don't watch. Watch. Yeah. Do you watch? I catch it. I catch like the some segments sure? on Sundays. I, I, like I caught it last Sunday and it was I so catch pretty. it on Sundays. No, there there are some so segments that are like. Oh wow! I didn't realize that that was actually. I was like, oh, it's like one of those. No, oh, it's pretty smart. No, there, but, it has its moments. It has its moments. Okay, see, G because is on a mission to prove that uh, the masses are ready for his brand of comedy. Mm-hmm. Now it's not too high. Uh, it for, doesn't have to be lowbrow anymore. Yes, yes. Basically. So, so that being said, my question then is: if you think, uh, or if you think that wrestlers' political beliefs are enough to be included into their kayfabe characters. Mm-hmm. Are the audiences ready for this layer of nuance? I think it matters by, you know, by the level... I mean, it matters through the level of writing. As long as there is some solid nuance writing that, ex- uh, that clearly explains where a wrestler stands, how he stands for it, and what parts of it he stands for, and how those things translate to, you know, the, the viewer's real life, I think, it's, I think it's okay. Here's an example of a story that... 
yung shades of gray niya make it so so twisted na to this day I find it hard to reconcile it. Mm-hmm. The CM Punk Jeff Hardy storyline from 2009 Ooh, which Freddie Prince Jr was shit. was uh, yeah, the writer of, of uh, yeah. he was the writer of that storyline, diba? CM Punk was the heel for being straight edge and for for living a clean life. Granted, they added the self-righteous layer to make him heelish uh. while he was ragging on the babyface Jeff Hardy who was a, a, a recovering addict for lack of a better term. Uh. Right at the time, yeah. You, uh, I still find it so hard to fathom. Now, at the time, people were booing CM Punk when he was the one who legitimately le- uh, lived a drug-free life. Whereas we're like, yeah, you know, Jeff Hardy's fucking creative. You know, uh, he's overcoming his demons. It's I think weird I, to me. I think where's that one failed? Because it's where uh, is how they didn't really buttress Jeff Hardy's convictions the right way. But um, you're right. Uh, on th- at face value, you will always root for, if you're like if you're like the conservative type for sure. You will always root for the self righteous guy, the clean guy who didn't do any drugs, didn't do any vices, kept himself clean, and technically has the literal moral ascendancy here. But if you write someone like Jeff Hardy to be apologetic, self aware, and respectful of the fact that people have choices and people are free to learn to make mistakes and learn from them, which he did. Better, not in a strong way. Because he's yeah, not that. Yeah, didn't. He didn't he's charismatic, but he's not. You know, he doesn't the um, best preacher or anything. Apparently, he doesn't transcend in a preachy way. He isn't. He isn't a good actor. So he wasn't yeah. a Shawn Michaels. Sure. Yes. yes there. That's the best. Because about O two O three Shawn was uh, that that kind of preacher. Yes. yes. Okay. So you know, I, I guess I had to bring that up because both wrestling writers and audiences are to blame uh, because we're not at that level yet collectively. I think. Where you know, I think how you sh- the, you know the best way to to make that thing to make that that kind of story transcend and resonate is really through the power of the wrestler as an actor, and you know as as someone who expresses a story, and mm-hmm. you know expresses it in his own way, his or her own way. Good into the game. It's really that it has to have good writing and good acting. If if someone like say Kane. Because we know his libertarian leanings. Oh yeah, he's very open about that. Uh, if they incorporated that into his character, knowing full well that he is the devil's favorite demon uh, right now, would that make sense? Uh, exec- no. It depends on the execution. that's the easy that's answer. The, it always depends on the execution. And because Kane has proven that he can, if he wants to, be that type of guy that he can act it out. If he really wants to, this is the guy who went through anger management. So yeah, and no, he's gone through very ridiculous things throughout his career. But I think they could give it a chance as long as he doesn't wear the mask. That's would, one of the things. Would you believe Rhino though? Yeah, yeah, I Probably actually would. Nah, if if his political leanings were incorporated into his man of few words character, the straight man to uh, Heath Slater's. Uh, goofiness Yeah, goofiness well, This is exactly what happened to JVL He used to be this rowdy redneck uh, I mean, he is But, you he know His is. former yeah. gimmick was uh, Redneck drunk yeah. Who didn't really care much And then he transformed into self-made a mogul, Millionaire Billionaire Millionaire Millionaire Million. million. Which also Early JVL leaned on his uh, Political leanings His conservative yeah, political leanings very Republican yeah, I remember that the the deport them, send them yeah. back across the border mm. storyline. That was horrible. That was offensive. Yeah, some people might cheer that, but you know, because he was so reprehensible about it, and, since and because Eddie was so beloved, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it worked. It it worked as you know, it worked for him as a heel. Mm. 
yun yung ano eh, yun yung mahirap eh. Kasi, again, um, classifying somebody according to their political beliefs is not so cut and dry. Mm. Oh, no, and I not. think that requires a lot of understanding about yung unang political stance and second, the characters themselves and how they would rationalize that. Because again, uh, some of these guys portray characters that may be different from how they are. Yeah. Uh, I think, um, since you mentioned JBL as a good example, I think Darren Young for, uh, is another good example. Because uh, he is... Uh, I think we mentioned this before on the podcast. He's very subtle about his his LGBT yeah. um, references, but that's his way of taking a stand. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Um, it really just depends on how they execute it, as you said. Yeah. So it's not uh, going back to the question: Should we start acknowledging wrestlers' political leanings in kayfabe, and should we use this as a basis for their alignment? I think I think we really should, as long as the writing is solid, as long as the acting is solid. Promo work is solid. There's no reason why it shouldn't be. Oh, yeah. As long as it's, you know, because stories like that tend to get half assed around the time that political heat is at its highest. You know. Yeah, like the Muhammad Hassan thing. Yes, yeah. there, that's one. The. If it's if it's a long term thing, I would sign off on that. But you know, if it's just, I wouldn't want Kalisto on is, that though. No, no, no. Let's, let's, let's dive into Muhammad Hassan a bit. Just Actually, a little yeah. Bit. Say, it is. It was timely. Let, let's recap. And at that time, he was well, first of all, he was highly political, but he was not wrong. Okay, that, that is the problem. He wasn't wrong. No, let me cut into lang, yes. uh, cut into that really quickly. The Muhammad Hassan character was also three years too late. It doesn't uh, matter. The, the, no, 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 the height of the anti-Arab sentiment was not, after World Trade. That doesn't matter. Uh, Anti-Arab sentiment is still a big thing. People still hate, you know, people still judge Muslims. Until now, yeah, sure, sure. So it, it doesn't matter how how far it was after 9-11. I guess the point lang is, I can't believe it took WWE three years to come up with such a nuanced uh, character. Uh, no, 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 no. They, they tend to miss the ship on trendy stuff like I know, that. I know. That, that's, he, a fa- uh, that's a fact now. It's established now. I just no, have no. to say it again no, but, because it has to be pointed but out. But Muhammad Hassan mm-hmm. kasi is your devil's advocate argument against political gimmicks. Because even when you have something as good as uh, the writing behind Muhammad Hassan's character, the fact that he was so he was such a perfect babyface when you look back on it, yep, kind of proves that uh, it really well. For one thing, the intent has to be there. the in, uh, The problem with Hassan was that although we see him as correct now, his his character is correct now. The intent was always there to push him as a heel. Yes, yes. You saw That's it in the, the delivery. Yeah. The delivery. The fact that he was always scowling. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, have, there aren't a lot of baby face who wear a perennial scowl on their face. Yeah. I can probably mm-hmm. only think of Chris Benoit. Yeah. So well, the fact fuck. that <laughs> no, not much. Come on. Okay, sorry. It's just not much to go on, Chris Benoit. <laughs> no, the fact that yung as Rose said, the intent was to portray him as this heel character who's supposed to get all this heat, uh, is what inevitably led to uh, the worsening of the anti-Arab sentiment. That's a problem, isn't it? That's why the writing has to be spot on. It, they they made a big mistake by thinking that in having Hassan say these things but still be presented as a heel, they. Nah, there there wouldn't be a problem with all of this. It wouldn't be problematic. They didn't think it would be problematic because white America never made it exactly. Yeah, that would be problematic. That's why there has to be intent, and that's why the writing has to be nuanced. That the presentation has to be nuanced in order for the political beliefs to work 
the way you want him to work. Yeah, but the problem is you know, the audience they were catering to was so very entrenched in the, in these anti-Arab uh, it beliefs. Does, yeah, that's why yeah. you say screw the audience, fuck the audience, because they don't know any better. That's why you're here to teach them. But wh- why use wrestling as a medium when it, it tends to go towards the lowbrow spectrum? Exactly, it because it tends to go message. towards the lowbrow. That's why you elevate it with better storylines, yeah, better writing. No, no, I get what you're trying to say. That it's a it's a rising tide to, to wade through, but... It's you're better off trying to fight that that wave of of uninformedness and you know and straight up bigotry and unintelligence if you will and just be above that. The problem with that and while I appreciate the argument I actually want to see that in wrestling sure, one yeah. day. The problem with that is you'll keep getting the wrong reactions and eventually either this character tops out no, as I a don't Roman Reigns so. or no. the character dies uh, a merciful death. Uh, I don't think I don't believe so. Uh, well for, if you have enough political will it doesn't matter what the masses say. But there is no political will. We know that. Exactly. We see that and in the cruiserweight division. Said, if you have if, you ha- if it was there it would manifest itself. Yes. And well, much of the crowd, much of the smart crowd, I would like to think. Uh, okay, half of it is still pretty bad, but a bigger <laughs> half of it, the the ones you don't always hear all the time, I'm pretty sure are open to you know, the uh, uh, a more progressive uh, kind of storytelling. I don't know. Um, I wish I wish I could agree 100, percent but I'm having a hard time. Uh, of course, you had a hard time. I, I will always have a hard time just uh, being problem. optimistic about yes, it. Yes, exactly. That's the problem. That's that's how I'm wired, and you know, like anyone who knows me knows that that's how I'm wired. Um, again, you know, just to, to, to tie it up uh, again uh, to answer the question, it really depends. There is no definite yes or there no. There is no cut and dry for this. Yeah, there is no correct answer, talaga. Uh, it really depends on how the character is written, the way that the performers able to convey mm. the message how they're presented how it's presented yeah. and even um, even though you want to disregard yeah. it I, I still no. think factor pa rin yung willingness of the people to accept this uh, message fuck that fuck that people, we already proved we already proven in the past couple of days that people are stupid not just not, the not problem just no the problem you know hot, <laughs> hottest take of the last two days the problem with all of these things is, is this, people are just downright dumb mm-hmm. Yes, exactly, and this is a, uh, what I'm about to say is a Machiavellian thing to say. Oh, go please! But we could use that now. That's a problem. That is the problem that we can use a Machiavellian thing to say. The problem is that democracy didn't die. That is the problem. Everyone was represented. The stupid got represented. The bigots got represented. It worked too well. It w- the it system worked, too, worked well, yes. too well. The problem with the Libyan Bayani issue is that democracy didn't die. The problem with Trump getting elected is democracy didn't die. That is the sad, the saddest truth about the kind of freedom we have now. That we are so free. And the paradox is that this will take away this very freedom. Yes. Yes. When we take it away, we're just as bad, right? And thus ends the discussion. On the darkest timeline. No, I, I I want to take it one step further. I want you to watch please the Cadiz Tenta. Please fucking oh, watch please, that movie. Oh please, please read the wait. If you oh, can read, read the book first. Read the book the first. Book is a then, fun read. The book is a fun read. Then and then watch true. the movie. Then watch the movie. Because I need you, I need people to see the beaten up face of uh, Piolo Pascual's character Piolo. and, and, say, and Carlos Agassi's character. I also thought it was Echo for a second. 
si Echo, no, ba? si Piolo. Piolo's Piolo was Jules. Is Echo in this also? Uh, no, it's Piolo, Marvin, Carlo uh, Agustin. Car- Bale yung Hunks, tsaka si Vilma Santos. <laughs> <laughs> no, si John Wayne Sassy. He was the bunso. Ah, the fuck? there, that's the one. He was the bunso. That's the one. That who the I'm fuck is John Wayne? He's Sassy. not the one who died though. Danilo Barrios Danilo is the one Barrios who died. Danilo Barrios is the one who died. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But please watch this. If you don't get to catch it on Cinema One, which it usually is on okay. rotation. No, they still have it. It should on be now. Like it should day. be now. Like fucking hell. Cinema One, get your programming together. If you're not showing this yet, please no, do. No, they, they do. It's just you know. And you know, I think. So uh, dinami dami na kapamilya stars sa dekada sa yun. I think it actually is actually on iFlix as well. If you have iFlix, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Ah, there, it it's is. on iFlix. So if you have an account for iFlix, please do Get watch this movie. Uh-huh. It is timely. It is good. It is well written, and, and it's a documentary of real fucking life. <laughs> it's a movie. No, it's, it's a like movie. on the job. It's a movie. Yeah, actually, it has. The job is not it a was no, no, no. It was it was OTJ before OTJ. No. It was not. No, because the Cadacitenta came out after the fact. On the Job came out while all of this is uh, happening. That's why I call it a documentary. <laughs> well, I can go with that. Please do watch the movie. All right. Yeah. Uh, l- Get woke, people. Get woke. Let's move on. Isn't it really sad? Nah, sorry, going back to the paradox real quick. I just wanted to linger in your consciousness for a little longer. Isn't it sad that the fact that we have to take away freedoms from stupid people but then taking away those freedoms makes us evil ourselves. Does that bother you? Does that make you think that this is hopeless shit? That the only way is the hardest way? That you have to reach out and have have whatever we stand for resonate with those who don't want it to resonate. Cue all the people who now call us elitists uh, or elitists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need a hard you reset. Yep. Lest is, you be build a monster. Which is why we need a hard reset. <laughs> see, 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 that's also that's also the paradox. We need a hard reset. But it's fucking but evil. But if you know what the hard reset is, it is oh, nuclear wow. war, motherfuckers. Well, I want to shoot a lot of y'all. <laughs> it would be nice to dig I, shallow graves for y'all. I'm aware that that makes me sound terrible. But we it are. Is. It is. It is. But that is a viable solution at this point. You know, if we had guns, the whole thing is. Are we really saying that? No, 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 no. no, no, no. Let's, let's say it. Let's say we have to be self-aware about it. Let's say we. I mean, I don't want to kill no. people. I want to beat people up. Exactly, but I don't yes. want to kill no, people. I don't, yes. But, but the, that's no, no, the no, no, yes. That's why you have to say it. Because you have to understand that you know you have to be self-aware and understand that these feelings are, are real. Are real, but they don't make you any better than the people you hate. Sure. Yeah. So I can live with that. Shallow graves for all of y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can live Again, with, you can I live don't want to kill people. I just want to fucking beat them up. Shallow graves for all of y'all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, uh, we have we have to work. We have to talk our way through our feelings. You know, like this is like the Lin Manuel Miranda the said it best. Version of, of talking the, about the therapist couch. <laughs> Lin Manuel Miranda said it best. Sometimes talking about these things starts a discourse. Yeah. Starts. The ball rolling Two, three years down the road People get woke And you see it And, you know, you know, and it might work talk, Talking about our own feelings uh, Makes us self-aware And makes us less likely to do stupid shit Like shoot people And or take them, them shallow graves <laughs> Or beat them up in real life <sighs> So you know We are actively trying to be better than You know Than those Extrajudicial killers The lowest common denominator among us Man 
who knew na you know we would be alive at a time like that this. That complex of feelings, eh? You get to wake up one day and you're like, I don't recognize this country. I don't, I don't recognize. I don't, I don't recognize world. this world. No, I don't recognize myself. You know. God damn. God damn. May the Lord have mercy on our souls. Uh, anyway, um, sweet Jesus, let's talk about yeah, wrestling. Let's get, let's get back to wrestling. <laughs> Survivor Series is two weeks away, um, but we have the full card now. Yeah, uh, we have we actually have the full card now. I am surprised now they were able to do it two weeks before the show. Not that it's perfect. Oh, not not, not by a long shot. Yeah, not by a long shot. Far from perfect. I'm I'm pretty upset now. They put Shane McMahon in as the fifth guy on Team SmackDown. Wait, uh, okay, I thought we were gonna talk about Raw, but that works. That works. It. Is so bad because there were so many other people on that SmackDown roster that could have used that spot. Yeah, absolutely. Case in point, Apollo Cruz, The Miz, the Miz. Who else? I I don't really want to talk about everyone else because the two are the glaring mistake. Eh. They were available. They're not mm. on the card, so they could have totally been in Shane McMahon's place. Shane McMahon. Including himself in the match is one of the most self-serving, self-indulgent, vain things I've seen in wrestling. But we have two weeks to fix How this. Did he, uh, sorry, I didn't get that far because I just tuned out after the women's match. How did how did he how did he put himself in this match? No, uh, um, technically Baron he didn't. Corbin, See, Daniel Bryan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So Baron Corbin got injured and during this match. With yeah, yeah, I know still, that. So there. they were talking backstage. Brian and Shane were yeah. talking backstage about who the fifth man could be. Brian comes out. Uh, Shane comes out first and tries to dispel the tension uh, between Team SmackDown. Then Brian comes out with a list and says, I have a list in my hands with the names of the talent on the SmackDown roster. On the upper right-hand corner is my name. People start to cheer. Paasa. And he goes, but we know that I can no longer wrestle. But on the left-hand corner is another name. And that name is Shane McMahon. So Shane would you be the fifth member of Team SmackDown Live? Shit, gets going cadence, yeah, putang Yeah, so, no, but that is his cadence. Yeah, 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 cadence. yeah. It's so, always been his cadence. Yeah, so yun, uh, that's basically how he asked Shane to do it. And of course, Shane, and Shane said, said yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. So he let Glass go into a yes. Chat. So everyone looks stupid in this scenario. Oh hell, yes. definitely. So you telling me Daniel Bryan did not see Apollo Creed? Did not see the Miz. <laughs> well, did not see Kaliso before the whole before thing. Before the announced. whole thing. No, well, Here's how I can justify it. He didn't yeah. say he, he didn't see Apollo Creed's name because he's Apollo Creed. <laughs> and he didn't see the Miz the Miz's name because he kupa siya kay Miz. Oh. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 okay, that that makes that sense. He gave it. Uh, it. It furthers the Miz Brian feud. But, uh, but on talking Apollo sp- Cruz does not get this spot. You know, sorry, just take it a step further. On talking smack. He was like, yeah, I did actually go through the list. Like, Renee asks him, I, pardon, did you go through the list? Like, was there anyone else you really saw that was capable? Because we're not even sure if Shane's injury ready. Uh, well, I saw this name. They need somebody to keep them together because there's so much tension. So, yeah. That's basically it. And that's on Talking Smack already. Yeah. So, well, I'm just like, well. Everyone still looks stupid. Everyone looks stupid. And unless they do Fuck, something I mean, with this... He missed Kane, his own former tag team partner. Oh, that's true. That's true. So, Kane, Kane's the third guy who's... Luke Harper? What? But I'm a boy with these white family. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Man. This was dang stupid. And, yeah, unless, yeah. and unless they take out Shane within the next two weeks or at the show itself, I don't know how they're going to fix this. 
I think the worst part non- is because Shane is Shane is a non-factor as a wrestler. Exactly. Yun, yun yung ko na sobrang SmackDown with Shane McMahon on their lineup. It's like okay, let's 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 run through Raw's full roster. You have Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, and Seth freaking Rollins. This is where and okay, this is where SmackDown falters in paper because Raw had such a good draft. And Raw has a deeper roster thanks to being three hours long. Fucking roster. Uh, SmackDown has always been able to get by because of the strength of how they maximize their their roster and the strength of the writing. And the fact that you have to force them now to use their entire roster shows uh, they haven't drafted deeply. But the fact that there are people left that have options is so fucking stupid. Yeah. yeah. I, I, okay. It's right there. Okay. We you, named four people who could be on the team. Oh, and you didn't even take into consideration the last guy who is as improbable as well. I I can see it happening if Shane gets removed somehow. James fucking he's Ellsworth. Yeah, he's the mascot. He's, he's mascot. no, he's the mascot. But you think? No, if no, no. Because people are people are already trying to turn on James Ellsworth as we discussed last week. Yes. So you you want to. Hasten the process. Yeah, you you want to help fuel that fire further? No, Camus. That's not the way to go. Just because you are the living embodiment of James Ellsworth on this <laughs> team, does that mean you have to justify that? Um, yes, etapa. you're the mascot. Etapa, to add to the frustration with Survivor ouch, Series booking. Man, ouch, Um I'm the mascot. Yeah, you're the happy to be here, guys. Hold on. <laughs> wow. Wait, so let's talk about the women and how... Um, I generally love the women's division. I love I, I love Sasha. I love Becky. Can I just say that? Uh, but I hate how they announced Sasha as the fifth woman. Because it's so obvious, so pa-baby pa. I thought it was Alicia Fox. Okay. No, Alicia Fox is number four. <laughs> Alicia Fox oh, is four. Okay. So Alicia they announced Fox is four. So, so they, they brought out Charlotte, Charlotte Naya, Naya, Bailey, Bailey oh and then Alicia. And then so Dana can't can get a look. Yeah, no, 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 no. Dana they, was brought out. Dana was brought out. Charlotte was like, let me announce the fifth member, Dana Brooke. And then... Uh, See Steph at Alexabe or somebody somebody said somebody said it. Yeah, actually, no, it's not Dana Brooke. It's this woman. Can 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 it was Cole. It was Cole. Dana 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 couldn't Dainey. get <laughs> couldn't get a look in you know in in shoot in the shoot sense. <laughs> I guess. But are you? I mean, yeah, Alicia Fox will, will throw out the bone to you because you're the veteran here. It's right a former here. champion, though. Yeah, so, sure, yeah. sure, fine. Sing it. Fine. Let's go with but that. Really. <laughs> Sobrang pabebe lang. Irrelevant Sorry, former champion over the relevant sidekick. Napikon lang talaga ako. Kasi, inga, it was obvious it was going to be Sasha Banks. But did they really have to go to be, to be so pabebe about it? At least SmackDown had qualifying matches. That's true. No, they had like one. Yeah, at least they had match. one qualifying match. Yeah. And it did, and well, and, and know, their roster the does make a, a bit coach, more right? sense. Yeah. Actually, yeah, because Raw never had any qualifying matches. Well, ex- except for Primo and Epico. They were oh, the only Raw superstars yeah. to qualify for Survivor oh, I'm Series. I'm also very happy that Brizango is on Team SmackDown. Why? They, no, huh? it, Why? Because they need they the need, the, they need I would take this. them over VOD villains. Really now? I think oh. they've turned face. Yeah. Based on the match yes. against the VOD villains. I think exactly. they've turned face. Brizango is better than the VOD villains. You know what? Brizango is the new Heath Slater. Oh. Are we going to the jabronis? And they're the jabronis that people are slowly getting behind. Dress the cops. Would he really? And uh, <laughs> the, the spirit squad win? No, no, American no, Alpha no. beat them. American yes. Alpha beat them, and then, and then like teams like headbangers are getting qualifying matches. It's not like they were gonna win. Yeah, I know, but still, 
And that's why it justified that Brizango gets to be on Team SmackDown. Yeah. I think he said that in the draft before. Um, there's there's a match here that's very well, intriguing to me. Did Ascension get in? No, no they, they, they lost. They, they lost, lost to the Hype Bros. Yeah. Yeah, because they're jabronis. Topoto face, though. Um, no, Usos. Usos ah, yeah, yeah. are the heels. The Usos are the heels. So, so yes. Usos are going to be the fuck ups here. Yes, they're going to fuck up American Alpha for sure. Um, and, you know, the, the champs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the champions. Yeah. Uh, Team Raw would have been. Actually, you know what? In retrospect, I'm happy Golden Truth isn't on Team Raw. Oh, no, man. Yeah. They don't have any. Well, it makes. They, well, that's true. It's, uh, uh, like like uh, what Rose said about. Uh, Brizango, Primo and Epico need a look. Because if you remember from WWE in Manila, they they're fucking entertaining. They are. Yeah. No, they are. No, good. everyone. No, everyone likes to sleep on the Puerto Ricans because they're not much in at first glance, but they're good. They're good. They're a lot better than well, Golden Truth for one. Golden Truth for one. I love seeing them interact with Gallows and Anderson. Uh, no yeah. match nila dito sa Manila. Galing eh. and they, they, There's something they, there. They get it. They get it. And that's why they're still on the roster, even though. How many years has it been no, since they... They're reliable hands. And they reliable are. hands get to be jobbers. Yeah, they've got two reliable hands each. So they've each got a fighting chance. <laughs> Twice as many Twice fighting, as many chances. fighting yeah. chances. Um Let's talk about the Cruiserweight Championship match. Because they, uh, they booked is, Kalisto is. to face Brian Kendrick. Okay, I think it's really interesting because I want the Cruiserweight division to go to SmackDown. Ah, see, I don't that, think it's going to happen. It's just a red herring. No, it, it's a red herring, but it's something that gets you interested. No, what if what if it actually happens to make 205 Live more realistic logistics-wise? Because think about it. It's live on Tuesdays. Kesa naman uh, you make so the Cruiserweights gonna, go to Raw on Monday and then 205 so, Live so, on Tuesday. So you're going to give the Cruiserweights a ter- uh, an even worse deal by putting them on SmackDown, but not exactly on SmackDown itself. They get to have their own show, but they're still technically under SmackDown. But not on SmackDown. No, no, no. They would be on SmackDown and still have 205. Yeah. Hang on. No, no. What I'm saying is they get to be on the SmackDown brand, but they don't have, they don't get spots on the SmackDown show. They have their Maybe own show. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. So, no, no. They become the even more of a purple-haired stepchild. Because... <laughs> No, that, no. Yeah, I see what you're doing. Yeah, I yeah. see it. Yeah, I no, see it. I see they it. get drafted to another brand, but they don't even get to be on the main show. Huh. Isn't that so sad? Maybe, or, but that's that's worst case scenario. In a best case scenario, yeah, but that, wait, that's what it looks like. I said there is a, a live television show after SmackDown. Okay, my my thought on that would be, what if they're still part of the SmackDown show, and then all of that bleeds into their hour. Afterwards, which one? Like, they're, they're no, still that's not gonna happen because they're not gonna be main eventing SmackDown. No, yeah, not, it's not, not a main, main event of SmackDown. Not, not it's their own show, but more of their storylines bleed across that that time frame, that three hour set time frame hmm, of two hundred five. Okay, I, I, I can see what. So basically, every the whole three hours is SmackDown, but the last hour is it's just, just cruiserweights. cruiserweights. Yeah, yeah, something I, like that. I can kind of live with that. Okay, yeah, now, like, as long as the writing is good. Okay, but, but it's still pretty sad when you think about it presentation-wise. Uh, no, presentation-wise, it is a train wreck. But it's not that hard to get behind. No, not- you know what? I want to get the points of view of the cruiserweights, both in real life and in kayfabe, uh-huh. that their fate is actually... Uh, riding on Kalisto. Yes. Or that uh, their, their fate is basically being wagered in this one match. And that's brand warfare for ya. I can... No, no, I can see it happening for sure. It's just really sad, now. 
Okay, they don't even get to have they don't they don't even get to be part of the blue show. You know. Yeah. We know Sami Zayn isn't winning the Intercontinental Championship though. He's not taking that back to Raw. And if you go by that logic, that probably also explains how Brian Kendrick will probably retain the Cruiserweight Championship. Because mm. yeah. the only way I can see uh, SmackDown getting the Cruiserweight cha- the Cruiserweight division is if uh, Sami Zayn takes the championship back to Raw. But I don't think that even if he wins, he gets to go back to Raw. I think he stays in SmackDown. What are your thoughts on uh, the direction of no no what 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 are your thoughts on the direction of the Ziggler character in relation to this feud? Oh, oh no, it's not much yet. It's not so obvious yet that uh, he might be turning pseudo heel. Uh, the way he is on Twitter is something I already know for a while now, so it wasn't shocking to me. Uh, I can live with it. Uh, the fact that Sammy answered him, replied to him clap with, back with such fire makes this whole feud even more must-see in my opinion I lang yung fact na Steph had to emasculate Sammy on again. Raw again Steph that's Steph doing Steph, Steph emasculates everyone but at the same time it's something for Sammy and I can live with this yeah I sure. miss my boy alright newsy fanboy I miss sure. my boy now that the more I think about it the more I want Sammy to just win the championship and stay on Smackdown Actually, I could do that, but does Raw get the Miz? Okay, though. Right? That, that's um, something that's sort of been yeah, in I, I wouldn't want that. I, I prefer the Miz on SmackDown. I love him there. I love him on Talking Smack. Yeah. Actually, you know, the more I think about it, the more SmackDown could add a couple bodies to, you know, to fill their depth chart. Because uh, if you notice, it's the same people main eventing the show. Eh? Mm-hmm. It's always uh, I, I'm not going to complain about AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, and James Ellsworth, but the fact that you have to, you know, write James Ellsworth into a big story, kind of shows you the even though he's over, it kind of shows you that it's a shallow, it's shallow, shark. it's a shallow pool. So you do need extra bodies on SmackDown and pull them away from the train wreck that is Raw. And Sammy, please get pulled away from that train wreck. Actually, yeah, it's, uh, SmackDown is like the Brooklyn Nets right now, and James Ellsworth is like Sean Kilpatrick. Woo-hoo! If you don't know who Sean Kilpatrick, I know who Sean is. Kilpatrick no, no, is. No, no, th- the point is you're not supposed to know who Sean Kilpatrick is. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like how we're not supposed to know who James fucking Ellsworth is. But we do. Yeah. Uh, to their credit, I mean, they've been finding some really creative ways to use James Ellsworth. But yep. uh, the fact of the matter remains that it could have been someone better. It could have been Apollo Crews. Or, or Kalisto. Which, which has been enough. Resolved. Yeah. Actually, I do like the Kaliso thing now. Yeah, yeah. It made sense. And it gives him an edge. Kudong uh, he cut a really good promo, which he is can't. not possible. No, well, but he, no, it's easy, yeah, no, it's it's easy, easy to cut good promos if you're angry. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm probably and go not with doing lucha things. <laughs> I'm probably go with uh, the Kalisto injury storyline that they did. Oh. Was they said he had a leg injury, which yeah. probably was what happened in real life. Yeah. But the damage that Baron Corbin dealt to him in the backstage vignettes was focused on his head. Uh. Happens. So he was he was choking Kalisto. He was shoving his face into the wall. But oh, he has any leg I think, injury? No, I think I think I think uh, the leg injury was there, and then he just decided to make it worse by targeting his head. But that's you connecting the dots on your own. Again, yeah, my yeah, issue yeah. is we're being forced to do that again. Yeah, it's fine. It's not a big deal. It's not as big a deal as um, they made up for things. it by by wrapping up that loose end with this segment on SmackDown. Yeah, it was good that they had Kalisto target Baron Corbin's leg. I like that. And then the, the splash at the end was, was a good touch. I really just wish the, he cut out like oh, an angry one-liner that says, oh, you injured me, I'm injuring you back, hombre. 
ombre really or yes, you know or he can say something like you just got a dose of good lucha things you know, catchphrase like, you know, that, that it would, needs to be a shirt that would make that, that, would, make that would make a great shirt though. that would give us so much heat heading into the cruiserweight championship match yeah which it already needs yeah and, and for sure Baron Corbin's gonna get involved which I, I think is also one reason why Brian Kendrick is gonna win this so yeah uh, well. alright uh, picks of the week is it time? Hmm. Is it time? Are we done with this week's podcast, or are we gonna go through yeah, Suplex well, Sunday card? Well, let's go through. No, let's do picks of the week, then the Suplex Sunday card. Uh, sure. Okay, picks of the week. Uh, I am torn uh, between my picks of the week, so you guys can go ahead. I picks of the week, then. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm taking it. I'm taking the the women's championship match on SmackDown. I dare say I enjoyed it more than. Than the Hell in a Cell match between Sasha and Charlotte, only because it's simple and it gave me the right finish. I like the finish. It gave it gave Alexa an out, the challenge for the championship again. Well, I guess at TLC. Yeah, um, Becky in a black tank top was the best thing that happened oh, to my morning. Yeah, oh, I didn't. absolutely I the I best agree. thing. So yeah, uh, comes. Just keep that forever. Yes, yes. Beats the shirt. I will take Noam Dar's debut. Really? Why? I enjoyed it. Are you fucking serious? See, I'm not the only one who enjoyed it. I had fun. I didn't feel anything about it. No, it. It's a moment. It's a moment. It's a moment and it was in Scotland. Fine. And it was in Scotland. And the thing was, it's something for the cruiserweights. It was a fun match for me. He got way more heat. Kite the hometown crowd, yo. Oh. He yeah. got way more heat than any of the other cruiserweights. The problem was, I thought ever. he was. Gonna, I thought he was going to be a heel. Because he was kind of a dick in he was. Yeah. he was But it was good For the little time he got shine, I guess Alright, uh, my pick would be the Fatal 5-Way from Raw this week The main event, which was actually fun um, Normally Raw main events don't excite me anymore This one actually did so, but super can we, wrestling can we, can logic. I, can I just though. comment on the wrestling? Yes, yeah, thank the, you. Wrestling the wrestling logic, logic that that involved five guys who are supposed to team up in two weeks to blow it all off. Hindi So you got it's one so guy wrong. beating four other guys, and how does how does that not make the four other guys resentful that he beat them? Your logic is it's so wrestling logic now. Okay, magawik ngan pero after this okay na yun dapat ah dapat. Like, have you ever been in a fight with someone, whether verbal or physical? Now, after you fight, okay na talaga kayo? Like, in, it doesn't really uh, work that way in real life, does it? Uh, sometimes, sometimes it does. No, sometimes it does. I, I will give him credit for that. Pero it has to be such a cathartic fight for that to happen. Which, five guys in one fight, I don't think it's there's any space for catharsis at all. So there was no catharsis in having uh, in seeing Seth powerbomb Chris Jericho through Braun Strowman and the table? No. Why would there be? I got powerbombed through a table. I was that fun. Right? It doesn't solve much. It just creates more drama for them to pull on during the match, if they have to. Uh, the thing you're looking for is, you know, when face and heel really take each other to the limit, and after that they become friends out of mutual respect. That's that's catharsis. When's the last time that's happened, though? Uh, I'm not counting Cesaro. Yeah, yeah, no, that's not Because, no, they were forced into that pairing by yeah. like Foley. Uh, I know, no, no, no. The last time it happened, I know Sasha and Bailey. Right? Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Sasha and Bailey. That's true. Yeah, I mean Sasha still remained heel for a while, but yung popularity was very babyface. Yeah. It, it drew such babyface mm-hmm. reactions. Anyway, uh, before we get to the end of this episode of the podcast, how about we go through the card for Suplex Sunday? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Your yeah. main event is a Bacolod Bull Rope match for the PWR Championship. Jake De Leon defends against John Sebastian, so it's the first of its kind. It should be good. 
And then you've got your PHX Championship match between Main Max, the champion, and the challenger, Sandata. You I've seen the Bacolod Burro, by the way. It's fucking it's, stiff. It is. Dude, that thing is thick. Stiff as fuck. It's thick. And there, I, I heard they might be adding a cowbell to this stuff, man. What the hell? All right. Next up, you've got a rematch from last February. Oof. It's been nine months like between, between Vendetta and this match taking place. A baby will have been born. It's wow, Crystal versus <laughs> Peter Versosa. Uh, okay. the, the, the comments on this match card aren't very nice. They aren't. Yeah. Not quite. Next up, the fighters for hire, Miguel Rosales and Joey Bax take on Mike Madrigal and a mystery partner to be re- uh, revealed on Suplex Sunday. Well, I do hope Mike Madrigal has found his partner because, good God, fighters for hire want him dead. And then you have Chris Panzer taking on Chino Ginto. Of course, big question is, can Chris Panzer finally shed the label of choke artist? And uh, you have a tag team match The Punk Dolls Robin and Martivo Debut as a team Against the Yolo Twins So there That is your ah, match we card also have, We also have Redrick Mahaba in action And you have a State of the network address uh, deli- To be delivered By James Idol, Idol Martinez, Martinez. Alright so That brings us to the end uh, The end of the podcast Any comments Reactions Violent reactions You can send them our way You know where to find us on Twitter It's at Rosewar at Caveman Camus At underscore Stan C And uh, we look forward to hearing what you have to say Yeah, and just as a last reminder for Suplex Sunday If you didn't know, early bell oh, yeah, yeah, time yeah. 2, 2 p.m. PM on Sunday, fun, Sunday, huh? Sunday Because you don't have to go home late and shit And you can go to Mass right after oh. yep. With your if, family if, if you're that, if you still believe in God after all this Yeah, oh, uh, it's going to be taking wow. place at the Unilab Bayanian Center Along Pioneer Street in Mandaluyong Same place as Renaissance uh, Tickets uh, are still being sold at the early bird rate until Friday So get on them There's also a family package which you can take advantage of For nine ninety nine, if I'm not mistaken Yes, and the uh, ticket prices at the gate that will be full price It'll be 400 pesos Which is still a really great deal for the amount of entertainment you'll get from PWR No traffic, just wrestling on Sunday Sunday, well, maybe a little Sunday. traffic now we're bringing everyone to the Bayanian Center. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll see you there. We'll catch you on Sunday. And Sunday, uh, Sunday. next week, we hope to have a very special guest on the SGP podcast. So, on behalf of Rowdy, Raf Camus, and Ravishing Romaran, my name is Stunning Stancy. We're out of here. Peace. Stay woke. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.